Thank you for joining us on From Knowing to Doing with Abby Kajola and Lisa Robish. We're talking about how to actually do things we know are good for us. We're curious about how to create lasting changes that benefit our lives in a good way. Here's episode two, season two. Excited to have with us today in person, Jared Michaels. Yes. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about Jared. He's a licensed psychotherapist practicing in San Francisco and Berkeley. He's a Zen priest in the San Francisco Zen Center lineage. Also a husband and a father of a three-year-old daughter. And his master's in integral counseling from California Institute of Integral Studies and his undergraduate degree in philosophy is from Hamilton College. Where is Hamilton College? Upstate New York. Okay, cool. And California Institute of Integral Studies, clearly. California, (laughs) California. San Francisco. (laughs) Um, So Jared's been a Zen practitioner for over 15 years. He lived for six years at the San Francisco Zen Center, Green Gulch Zen Center, and Tassajara Zen Mountain Center. He was ordained as a Zen priest in 2009 and is now a Zen teacher, having received what's called Dharma transmission from Reverend Kosho McCall in 2013. Mm-hmm. Jared recently offered a self-care for activists group, and next spring he's going to launch a community for personal and global transformation, which is a combination therapy support group, spiritual practice community, and an activist incubator. Can't wait to hear more about that. He's also the author of Hey Little Superhero and A Love Letter from the Heart of Humanity, both available on Amazon. He often writes articles for the Huffington Post and Psyched in San Francisco about topics such as spiritual activism, global spiritual revolution, and how psychotherapy can help stop climate change. And we'd just like to invite you to visit his website, jaredmichaels.com, and read some of his latest articles on his blog entitled Wildfire. Hi, Jared. Hi. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> and thanks for the, the lovely intro. Yeah. I'm very impressed by you and all that you've done. Thank you for doing all this. You're welcome. I appreciate uh, being appreciated, honestly. (laughs) I'm just really excited to uh, hear more about you, about what you're doing, because everything that I understand that you're doing feels very aligned with things that that I find very interesting and... Uh, uplifting. So what is the day-to-day life of a therapist, Zen priest, husband and father-like? Like, give us a glimpse of, if you're willing, what are some of your personal or career goals, and how do you go about working on accomplishing them? Well, I'm excited to talk with you, too. Yeah. And let's see, the day-to-day life of, a, of my day-to-day life, I think yeah. is probably not all that different from any parent with a young child, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm pretty occupied with getting her ready for school 
Yeah. You know, <laughs> taking her to school, you know, playing with her. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to I go to work after getting her to school, mm-hmm. I see clients for three full days a week. Okay. And they're generally like, it's like uh, 10 or 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. Mm. Big days. Wow. Lots of clients. Yeah, great. And um, just during that time, I, you know, check in with myself regularly and see if I'm inspired about anything mm-hmm. and give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like on a voice recorder or a computer writing and just see what comes. Sometimes it turns into an article or uh, an idea for something big like this, this group that I'm launching this community and let me see i take care of my daughter for uh a day and a half a week Mm -hmm. so i do that and goals career goals i would call them more like vocational goals for Mm -hmm. me and like that yeah you know i thanks i want to make a positive impact that's really my goal Mm -hmm. Uh, and what does that actually mean it means both doing and just and being. Mm-hmm. It's both doing and being, mm-hmm. uh, and like healing and waking up enough. I do. I work on this all day long, like mm-hmm. every day. Healing and waking up enough to just be, to just you know be. I, I like the language of uh, Buddha. Be mm-hmm. a Buddha mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a very non-sectarian way. Mm-hmm. I just think of a Buddha as a person who is uh, awake. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, who's aware of who they really are? So like a like a healed, awake person. So I work on that, and that's what I think the most. That that that's that's what I think the most important uh, thing is that I could do to to make a positive impact. And personal goals. I mean, it's it is a, it's also that's also a personal goal. Mm-hmm. But I would just add balance. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like how to do plenty of self care. How to get plenty of playtime with my family how to mm-hmm. get enough rest and um eat well and sleep regularly and um <laughs> which is you know just not what happens when you have a three-year-old not, but <laughs> right, right, right. but in a couple of years maybe right, right. <laughs> we'll keep that I'm on the list <laughs> right um, with with um in, uh, engaged work yeah. therapy and groups and so on yeah. right so, yeah, that's a little mm-hmm. snippet. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I feel entirely aligned with that, you know, sentence you said. And I was going to ask you to repeat it, but it was how to heal enough and wake up enough to be a Buddha. I love that. And it is a daily practice. One of my goals, too. Mm-hmm. Totally aligned with that. And one of the things that um, I just have always found so fascinating and exciting about you is um this like this this spirit and this drive and this passion you have for our planet and um how deeply you know passionate you are about talking about climate change Mm -hmm. and um when i was kind of looking through your website i just i read this sentence and i just like became alive And I'm going to quote you. You said, along the way, I've learned how racism, sexism, classism, psychological wounding and conditioning, and spiritual disconnection are inseparable from climate change. And you talk about um, spiritual activism. And I was wondering if you could elaborate on, you know, what 
what that looks like, you know, how those things are inseparable from climate change and, um, and how this kind of plays out in your life and actions. That's a big question. <laughs> and maybe we could um, tackle the spiritual activism piece. Yeah, first. Like, like no, second. Second, second. I sure. Got second it. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I, I think there's, there are overlapping answers, but, okay. mm-hmm. but, but different. Yes. So I think it is a, uh, we're, we're overly narrow when we focus on so-called issues. Mm-hmm. I think that they are way too binary. I think that they are really um, profoundly interconnected. I, you're right, I've been thinking about climate change for a long time, really, really asking myself deeply how to help. And what I realized is that like, it, it, a lot of people were really passionate about, like, for example, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And I think that's great. I think that's great. And I, I didn't want to, and I don't think it's appropriate to sort of elevate climate change over that issue. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was, I, when I really got to the root of it, I think that the problem is spiritual disconnectedness. Mm. I think that we have forgotten who we are on this mass scale and we have all these systems that are like a manifestation of that and um, these this conditioning that's a manifestation of that and that I have this this line I made up which I like it's that we we separate and dominate mm-hmm. well. <clears throat> like we believe we are disconnected from each other and from the earth and from the universe mm-hmm. and so out of that insecurity we seek to dominate for an attempt at security dominating uh, Israelis or Palestinians dominating nature dominating women dominating certain sexual orientations oh. dominating Muslims dominating black people mm-hmm. dominating the third world the third world like there's it's a it's a it's a um, a brutal brutal separation so I believe that it's inseparable they're inseparable because the root is the same and that if we tend to the root then and I'm working on this line it's not quite as nice as the <laughs> separate and dominate line mm-hmm. like uh, reconnect and reharmonize mm-hmm. yeah if we are Buddhas we just naturally and spontaneously create harmonious loving compassionate uh we create that kind of world that those kinds of relationships those kinds of actions come from us Mm -hmm. it's just because of uh who we who we are so that's why i think they're inseparable these these issues from Mm -hmm. climate change i just think that climate change is the most life-threatening one so that's why it calls my that's why my attention goes to it Mm -hmm. yeah so do you want to talk about spiritual activism? Yeah. Yes. And I just wanted to know you that, you know, when you were kind of talking about your day-to-day life mm-hmm. and we were all agreeing about mm-hmm. the amount of time and effort and intention it takes mm-hmm. to not be separate, mm-hmm. to not to not separate and try to dominate. Mm-hmm. You know, that means we really have to care for ourselves. Yeah. And that's a big task. And not all of us have equal resources in terms of caring for ourselves. Absolutely. 
And even the, the term self-care is ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, well, in, in my think like that's a luxury. Like that just means getting a pedicure or a manicure or having some time away from your life. Right. But self-care is, is being in your life and being present and caring for yourself, knowing that every minute of the day is actually yours while you're with your kids or at work or mm-hmm. there it's every minute is yours. Yeah. And if you think of it as like separate, if you think that the only time you have for you is when you're getting a massage, then phew, that's a long life of not being not doing that. <laughs> you can't get a massage for years and years and years, you know, you can't you can't have that kind of superficial self-care yeah. all the time. Yeah. So it's got to be a deeper we need a, a deeper connection with what self-care actually means. Yeah. Yeah. And taking a deep breath. Deeper understanding <laughs> yeah. of what it means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was our um, inspiration for inviting you to join us was that we were talking about, um, well, we know that we would like to be part of the solution. Mm-hmm. And you know, given all that is already in our daily lives, how can we do this? You know, I think Lisa and I are both very spiritual people. You know, we care deeply and we're like, how can we affect change in a bigger way and still have our lives and do the things that we love to do? Yeah, not have to live off grid and you know, yeah. <laughs> drop out of society that you can't, you know, it's, it's I, not what everybody needs to do. I was... Uh, I, I often get this question mm-hmm. and I think that there's two like kind of realms of answers. One is like concrete things mm-hmm. and I actually I have thought of some yeah. and I'm happy to tell them to Please. you but I, that's not what I really want to do. I want mm-hmm. to give you the other realm mm-hmm. more because yeah. that's what I believe in more. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'll, maybe I'll do both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the first, the concrete uh, three concrete things you can do. You have to shop anyway. You mm-hmm. shop. We shop all the time. Just shop consciously. Choose mm-hmm. to shop consciously. To take into consideration the impact of every single thing you buy. The environmental impact, the human impact, the animal impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a huge way we can help just in the regular course of our lives and it's actually hard yeah the 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 laws are not on our side um but there are some resources out there that can help and some laws are on our side Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's one thing another is you can um plant trees you can there you can do it yourself but i uh there's this group there are many groups that plant trees but Mm -hmm. for a dollar they'll plant a tree you know just as many dollars as you can send to them there's this great group in, uh, I think it's a German group, mm-hmm. um, called Plant for the Planet. Mm. And they are led by kids. It's like an educational thing. That, and mm-hmm. it, the kids are 9 to 12, I think. And they plant, they've planted millions of trees. And it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. Mm-hmm. So really easy. Dollar. Uh, and the last thing, that concrete thing that I... Think we could do is to, to talk about climate change yeah it has got such a taboo that people uh are are it's like we have this 
contract of silence about it. Mm. And all we need to do is break the taboo. If we just talk about it and, you know, kindly, mm-hmm. but sincerely, then I think it would really help. Well, you know, we're these social creatures. I think it would really help get, you know, the creative juices flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the concrete, that's the concrete list. But the other realm that I really believe in is that, uh, even, I mean, I believe in those things. What I believe in even more is that we are like white blood cells. We have the potential to be like white blood cells and that mm-hmm. each of us, we, we need each of us to, to respond authentically and uniquely mm-hmm. to climate change, to, to, to climate change and just the, all the suffering of the world. So what, like what, if people just ask themselves what, if you two just asked yourselves, what, what can I do? Mm-hmm. What do I want to do? And then do it. That would be, I think, the, the most helpful thing. In the middle of a busy life, mm-hmm. maybe you really care about urban gardening and you planted, it started off with you just planting some herbs at home. Mm-hmm. I think that could be, that could, maybe then the next step would be helping a friend plant herbs. And who knows where that would lead to in six months. Maybe you become the neighborhood herb gar- garden planter, you know, <laughs> that, you know, builder and so on yeah. and so on. <clears throat> yeah. So... So asking yourself again and again throughout the day, mm-hmm. oh, what could I do right now? That would be one step towards this and, big and, picture. And I think it's, it's like, what do I want to, you oh, know, like, 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 what, like oh, yeah. you know, like, how, let it be from desire. Oh, yeah. Because if you say, what can I do? You could say that very, in a very defeated tone. Totally. What can I do? Or a very yeah. sort of intellectual, yeah. like, um, not, not passionate. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Thank tone. you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So spiritual activism. Yeah. This is a phrase that I picked for this article that I wrote because mm-hmm. I love those words. Mm-hmm. But, Me too. But a lot of people don't. Uh-huh. So spiritual activism can, it's like, like you were saying, some people could get turned off by that phrase. And uh, so my question is, can an atheist be included or can an atheist truly have, have tr- truly have buy-in in spiritual activism? Uh, the the burgeoning global spiritual revolution needs everyone, regardless of what their faith is or isn't. So how is this also an atheist's movement? Um, so I picked those words mm-hmm. because they inspire me. I like them. They just, they resonate with me. Mm-hmm. But I'm fully aware that they don't work for everybody. And I am launching this this group in the spring, mm-hmm. uh, this a community for personal and global transformation, purposely without any spiritual language Mm -hmm. because i think we need to get beyond the what i insist is a false duality of science and religion Mm. i should say science and spirituality yeah yeah i think that uh well i want i I, as i was thinking about this question i was Mm -hmm. thinking about this talk i went to by a really wonderful man named Mm -hmm. brother david uh, Stendhalrast. Mm-hmm. He is a Christian monk. Uh, he is the founder of a popular group, uh, gratefulness.org. Mm-hmm. I love that website. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, he's a really wonderful, wonderful man. And he said that all like true religions and philosophies, mm-hmm. and I would include sciences, yeah. are like the edges of you know, spokes on a wheel, the edges mm-hmm. of spokes, and they all meet in the middle. 
I think that it is not an atheist movement. It is mm-hmm. not a religious movement. It is a truth movement. Mm-hmm. Capital oh. T. Capital T, yeah. And that it's like time, past time for us to let like our attachment to our worldviews and our identities soften. Mm-hmm. And just be... Uh, like it's time to... We, we have to come together. Mm-hmm. We have, like, a, it is, it is true. We're truly like a life threatening moment. And mm-hmm. like, we have to break down the, these barriers. We have to realize we're interconnected. Yeah. Basically. So I, I don't think there's any problem with atheists or self identified spiritual people mm-hmm. being part of this movement. Um, yeah. Please. Yeah. We're all on. The airplane. Yes. And it's not just going to land in its destination. It's actually crashing. So we all need to come together. You know? It's like the difference between how you are when you're just getting somewhere and you don't have to look at the other people around you. You know? That's my my visual of it. You know? I just... I I have a... Like to humbly offer a reframe (laughs) that we are in a massive um, rite of passage. Mm-hmm. And that it, we might not crash. Yeah. We might not crash, yeah. Yeah. We might survive b- a little bloody, but, you know, <laughs> we might, I mean, yeah. fairly bloody, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of blood already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we might survive, yeah. And our potential and, to and come thrive. together. And thrive. Yes. Yeah. Is I love I love that about humans, <laughs> how we do have this ability to come together yeah. when there's a crisis and the stories of humanity that you mm-hmm. can find when there are large emergencies. scale emergencies. Yeah. yeah, and I really appreciate you know it's like I I feel like you know so much of my life has been spent really just you know, like loving the idea of being a spiritual person. And so it's a good idea for me to realize that that word is highly uncomfortable for some people. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate you framing your group in a way where it is more um, open and not exclusive to somebody that doesn't that doesn't see spiritual activism as this amazing thing. So thank you for doing that, making it palatable for more people. (laughs) <laughs> I definitely it was not just my I, I was I was given this message by some teachers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for teachers. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> um, actually, uh, can I share something? Yes, uh, please. I went to a talk recently. One of these teachers is um, neuroscience, like a famous neuroscientist who does mm-hmm. a lot of mindfulness. I mean, he's totally escaping me. My name. What his name? Should is? we Google it? Yeah. Yeah. Mindfulness. Dan Siegel. Oh, good. Okay. Dan Siegel. Okay. Dan Siegel. Okay. Dan Siegel. Mm-hmm. I went to this talk recently by him, and he said that he uh, was telling him a little bit about his friendship with the Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. and how the Dalai Lama said to him privately, "We failed. Like religion has failed. Like secularism. Mm-hmm. You guys like have to do this for us." Mm-hmm. So I I really took that to heart too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does need to be a secular movement. Coming up for me now is the, that it's really important to envision the future we want. Yeah. 
to you know not let it be just sort of dictated by our fears or by the kind of what we get from the media mm-hmm. but to envision it like these amazing vertical gardens yes like in in cities green roofs on every roof like a truly post racist society yeah you know um to envision it i think that's that that's very uh helpful it's very helpful it's another thing we can do yeah i think that is really helpful because you know you're mentioning that that people don't it's like there's this cone of silence around climate change and people Mm -hmm. don't talk about it and i think that you know, some of the, like, the early green movement was so apocalyptic that it scared mm-hmm. people away and we just couldn't look. Yeah. And so I think that sharing um, and talking about what solutions are happening and what beautiful ideas people are having and are doing and how we are creating these little gardens and inner urban gardens and vertical gardens yeah you know i think that's really powerful for me and uh as part of that the the question that i that i had for you that i think this is answering is how contending to the inner world through psychotherapy or other modalities have an effect on tending to the problems of the outer world and what i hear you saying is that if we tend to our inner world, then we'll come from a place of hope and what I want and and com- you know, connectedness. And if we're not tending to the inner world, we'll, we'll go to that apocalyptic place. Yeah. I, I, and there's, yeah, there's even more mm-hmm. that if we are Buddhas, if we wake mm-hmm. up, then we'll have the capacity to process the feelings it's incredibly they're incredibly powerful feelings that even if we are tending to ourselves well yeah we need the skills to 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 deal with them or else we'll just get paralyzed or check out Mm -hmm. and it's not just staying hopeful it's staying connected staying awake to the to to the to the fundamental truth that that it's okay yeah. That no matter what, it's okay. Simultaneous with, even if it is apocalyptic, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like like they can both be true. They both are true. I mean, hopefully it's not apocalyptic, but uh, <laughs> the amount of actually, I, was, I just want to digress for one second yeah. and say that I looked up the etymology of the word apocalypse, and mm-hmm. it means um, to uncover or reveal Mm, mm -hmm. and so i actually think it would be helpful to re kind of package that word and that if we thought of it as just like a the the uncovering or revealing of our of who we really are Mm -hmm. then 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 i could get on board with that kind of use of the word yeah but anyway Mm -hmm. i just think that that the inner work helps us be hopeful be uh, resilient and there's actually more too. Can I mm-hmm. answer? Yes, a more? please. When we are not expending a lot of energy protecting ourselves, then we have like like whether it be about our wounds or about our kind of perceived separate selves, mm-hmm. all that energy gets rerouted into intelligence, love, um, power, clarity, and so it's 
really important for a lot of reasons. The so-called inner, it's called so-called inner work is, is fundamental. But here's one more thing. It's, it's, there, there are a lot of spiritual communities and psychotherapists out there and that, that it can become, that in itself can become a self-centered path and mm-hmm. frequently does. So I, what I wish is for us to like marry this inner work with this outer work. Yeah. Mm. This constant kind of two track path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rail, 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 uh, railroad track. That's my mm-hmm. vision. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Oh, that's beautiful, Darren. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. I just have one more question that's kind of spontaneous. Like when you were talking about, you know, being a Buddha, how would you explain that to somebody who doesn't have any idea what that means? Uh, you know, be it a child or a person that just knows nothing about Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it mean to you to be a Buddha? It's funny when you said explain it to a child. I was thinking, you don't have to explain it to a child. Right. <laughs> no, but, but I would say, I would say, um, explain. Maybe I wouldn't try to explain, but more like reflect mm-hmm. their just like uh, their their true selves back to them. Um, I don't know. I I'll try to find the words. Mm-hmm. I think Buddha. The word is a problem. I don't mm-hmm. think that's the word I should stick with. I think that it's we should have a different word, just like um, like like village elder or like just awake person or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I think, yeah, I think we have to get past the, the religion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The religious baggage. Um, yeah. But we know, we already know uh, who we really are. We have this, I call it um, intimacy starvation in this, in this world, in this mm. country. Yeah. And that if you just are with, genuinely with people, then it's like the, the Buddha wakes up with the Buddha. I, I, can, can you guys help me out? I, I'm confident in what I'm saying. I mm-hmm. just, I don't know if it is, if it is uh, explainable. Yeah. Well, I think that that's, that's really true. It's, it's kind of a, one of those unexplainable phenomenons that we know what it's like. And it's hard to explain if you're not experiencing it. And I think you're exactly right that that many of us can get hung up on terminology and, you know, think if we hear the word Buddha, we think, oh, well, then I, I can't listen to that because I don't know what that is and I'm not into religion. Despite with the fact how wrong we may be about what Buddhism is actually about. Yeah. So I think that... It's just something that I wanted to delve into to like, mm-hmm. just like open up, to unpack the, it a little bit, the experience mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to offer yeah. my perception of an element of it mm-hmm. is when you remove the um, defenses, uh, your own personal defenses, or need to uh, when you take away the whole aspect of domination where somebody needs to be right and somebody needs to be wrong and some like you need to prove yourself or be heard or something when you take that away and you can perceive the moment at hand and truly take in the the innocence and beauty of the person in front of you uh their heart 
mm-hmm. regardless of what they might be feeling or attempting to dominate or whatever, then that leaves a space for the other person to also stop doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, how you respond to that energy changes that energy. If you uh, start to reflect dominant type energies, domination type energies, then that's what's going to continue. But if you don't, uh, you know, hit the ball back with the tennis racket, so to speak, then the ball just goes too, 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 And the other person is left with, oh, what happened? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not getting any, any push here. I'm not, my uh, script isn't being filled and now I don't know what to say. And then they'll say something different, you know, or they'll be a different way. I love what you both said. The, this this classic phrase, mm-hmm. lifting of the veil, mm-hmm. comes to mind too. Yeah. Like there's a an awareness that the kind of obscurations disappear, mm-hmm. and that you just know you're like at home. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And another word that I often um, think of is uh, spacious, very spacious. spacious. Yeah. And there's ease. Mm-hmm. And presence and fearlessness and uh, authenticity authenticity is very natural Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so just trying to (laughs) add some more descriptors yeah yeah i like that a lot and there's that really beautiful martial art where you take you know like say you were to have aikido aikido yeah Mm -hmm. like an opponent someone that was an opponent with air quotes (laughs) coming towards you and you would just like take their energy and like move it aside and um, I had this teacher that would talk about um, having the intention of restoring the honor of the other person that like they have you know like somehow you know acted in a dishonorable way and you're just helping them restore their honor and come back to this place of you know being their true self and I always like to think about that in any kind of situation mm-hmm. where I feel conflicted. Like, how could I restore this person's honor and restore my own honor? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say is where know? I go with that is the only way I can restore this other person's honor is to find the place inside myself where I'm doing that same thing mm-hmm. and lay my attention on it to heal it, you know, mm-hmm. and then I can proceed mm-hmm. with yeah. the other person. <laughs> I just love that so much. Yeah. I, I want to put that on the list of concrete steps we can take. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Right now that we've solved all of these issues. <laughs> How to grow sprouts. No. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know we're, we're past time, but I just, I had this desire for you to talk about the post-it method. Mm. Oh, you? yeah. Hmm. What, what, where did this, the desire, just, where did the desire come from? Just in finding, in like finding our joy. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. to move from desire. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe, I don't know if, how it'll work out, but just this kind of a wrap up of yeah. like, you know, finding our desire and finding our joy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if we're struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Just so our listeners know, there's an article on Jared's website called the, what is it called? The Post-it Note Method. The Post-it Note <laughs> Method. And Abby and the Post-it Notes are particularly... Like yes. How to find your 
passions in a truly simple way or something like yeah. that. Yeah, we can yeah. read it. We can read it. Straight. Well, maybe. <laughs> there we go. A truly simple way to discover your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, it is really simple. It's just take note when you are feeling passionate. Mm-hmm. Don't make, don't think, don't think about it. Do not think about it. Mm-mm. Just, we have these moments when we just, we're feeling good. Mm-hmm. Or we're feeling uh, excited or inspired or mm-hmm. passionate. Mm-hmm. Just take note of them. And then gradually you'll notice that they, these, these notes kind of conglomerate around certain maybe issues or uh, a certain like career or mm-hmm. hobby or something like that. Just follow that. To really take note, like have a stack of post-its and really jot it down. Yeah. And maybe have a wall where you stick it. That, that, well, I, I do recommend that. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I recommend giving it, giving like your, uh, sample set, uh-huh. like, like at least a few months. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't try to uh, put this into, uh, effect after just a week or two. No. So if we started now by January, we'd have enough data. Yes. To mm-hmm. find the links between all of the moments that we're passionate and see what, yes. what the whole is. Yes. I like it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, I, I, uh, it could even be like a year. A year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I started mine over there. Oh. See, I have four post-its on the wall. Oh man. <laughs> I'm curious if either of you have, or either, any of us have mm-hmm. any post-its from this conversation. Oh yeah. I'm gonna write down moving. F- I love moving from desire. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna nice. add that to my wall. Moving from design. Yeah. Restoring honor. Restoring honor. I like it. Nice. Mine's not really words. It's just a passion for for holding a really clean space with people. Amazing. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love that way to end. (laughs) I just knew there was something about it. I was like, I want to talk about the post-it note method. All right, listeners. (laughs) Write down your post-it. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jared. This was a really beautiful, inspiring, um, heartfelt conversation. I just really appreciate your entire being Mm -hmm. and your being here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. Yours too, Abby, and Mm -hmm. yours too, Lisa. Thank you for for doing this, and uh, thank you for having me. I hope it was inspiring. Yes. I hope it inspires others too. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> so yeah, you can look up jaredmichaels.com. Yes. And read more of his wonderful work in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> Yay. Yay. We did it. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate your feedback. And if you feel so inclined, please share this podcast with all of your friends. We all live in a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine, a yellow submarine.